0: Uh, Earlier I had asked you about uh, equipment and you said remind Mm -hmm. me during the
1: Q&A. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of you guys, this is actually probably the lowest percentage of people at a seminar we've ever had that had squat shoes, quality belts, things like that. So... What was
0: the question
1: for that? Oh, I'm sorry, equipment. So the question was about sort of what equipment should you have to do this stuff. One of the things I like about uh, strength training is that it really is, from an equipment perspective, especially if you compare it to something like, say, playing golf, Mm -hmm. it's so much cheaper, and the stuff lasts a really long time. And so everybody needs squat shoes. Everybody needs shoes to squat in, like actual made to squat in, squat shoes that you don't wear any other time except for in the gym, squat shoes. Uh, Adidas doesn't make a bad pair of squat shoes. Nike doesn't make a bad pair of squat shoes. Doe Wins, which you can buy at Rogue Fitness, don't make really bad pairs of squat shoes. Most of the Reeboks are okay. The things I don't like with squat shoes, and I'm just being a little bit anal, is that the, the front of the Reebok shoes are often, like, where the toe is, they're soft, and they're made kind of like a tennis shoe so that you can do CrossFit workouts in them a lot of times or maybe CrossFit so that you could do a squat, and then you can go right in and do some sort of, like, you could do double-unders with your with a jump rope or whatever. and we don't do that, and so I want a shoe that's solid all the way across. So we have a, a we had a video, the barbell up. So I've a, we have a channel on YouTube. You're, you're a newbie, so I don't know if you know this. Barbell Logic, and we just came out with a a belt video. I don't know when was the belt video. No, the belt video is no, not out. Not the shoe video is two weeks ago, something like that. And The belt video will come out, I think, next week. And so any of those are good. There's a lot of good belt companies, Best Belts, Bob's Belts, Pioneer Belts, Dominion are all phenomenal belts. Dominion just came out with their own Made in America belt. It's I think the best, most high quality belt I've ever seen and the price is ridiculous for what you're getting. So a good belt is gonna cost you about 150 bucks. The Dominion belt's $95 um, at just Dominion Strength dominionstrength.com. Dominion mm-hmm. strength. Dominion strength. Mm-hmm. Shoes and belts should last you 10 plus years. So it's nice. You're talking That's about spending a couple hundred bucks. That's really all you need. That's it. Chalk. You need chalk too. If your gym doesn't have chalk.
0: <laughs>
1: no, chalk, chalk. For you. Oh, yeah, for you. You need chalk. You need <laughs> <specifically. laughs> <right. You> <laughs> so. yeah, right.
2: Brendan.
0: All right. So uh, I've learned a tremendous amount this past weekend in the way that it positively disrupts how I was doing things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we <ended pretty> good. <laughs> <laughs> How would you recommend in general to process that and
2: you know keep going again in the right way
1: taking all that knowledge do your fives.
2: So the question was we taught now that I've learned what I was doing was so wrong (laughs) (laughs) what do I do with my life now? Yeah
0: Yeah, my reality is totally
2: (laughs) well you have to I mean now that you have a pretty decent understanding of how the lift should be performed and a, more of an understanding of how to program, go back to the weights where you can d- perform the lifts well and just LP your way back up. And remember, you're going to go through your LP a little quicker than you, have be- and than you had before, um, and then you can advance your programming. But deload to a weight where you can do the lifts well, see a coach as often as you can or get an online coach, and then advance your programming little by little. And then just be okay with that offset because it's going to be better for you in the long run, uh, Yeah. For better form.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> it's okay to start conservative. Remember that if you add five pounds to your squat workout three times a week, that's 60 pounds of increase in a month. Right? So pretty quick, you get heavy. So make sure you're doing it right. Take your time. to let let go get in the way. You just do the thing. Are there other things you're doing that you really enjoy that isn't this in the fitness world? Okay. Awesome.
2: Like, then, like since Friday? Or- <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <No
1: convert. laughs> it doesn't take that much time. I mean, that's the other thing, right? If you're, until you get really strong, when you're doing LP, it's like an hour, three times a week. It's like three hours a week, somewhere in that ballpark, right? And then eventually you get strong enough that you have to take a few more warm-ups, and that'll, you know, maybe your rest periods will have to get a little longer, and it might get up to 90 minutes, but three times a week, that's not that much, right? Most people oh. Most people can find that. So, and that's it. Like I said, do your fabs. Yeah.
0: You know, the practical programming they talk about for people over 50, you, you know, the way they set that up is squatting every, you know, you have two days between in, so you, mm-hmm. you know, But you're, you know, you're having two days to mm-hmm. rest. And in talking with, you know, Nick here, it, and kind of my experience here, is I think, you know, I could probably do the, the basic, uh,
1: Monday, Wednesday, Friday.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. Then you and, should. Yeah, and then the other thing was about in the book again says you know for 50 is definitely probably not going to be doing the power clean. Mm-hmm. And you know my, you know and here I've discovered because I never did it. I was like okay I think I can do this.
2: Sure. You actually did do really well, especially yeah. if you're for your first time.
0: So year. what's your experience with older clients in, in these in those two things in particular? You know less sure. time between. Days, for,
1: for rest, it's tremendously individual, right? And It's just one of those deals. You just, it, it's If you keep good notes and you keep a good training log, you'll understand pretty quick how much rest you need to have and recovery you need to have between workouts. Can you squat three times a week, or should you only be squatting twice a week? Should you be training only twice a week? Where you're at probably right now, you're probably train three times a week just like anybody else, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But what about when your squat's 350? How old are you?
0: 55.
1: What about when you're 56 57 and your squats 350 then will you be able to squat three times a week maybe but maybe not right so you just have to start managing the recovery and understanding how that manages so it's very individual some of our 55 year old people are highly athletic like big time responders some of them really struggle with recovery some of it depends on their life other life stress some 56 year olds are retired some 56 year olds are working 80 hours a week right some are surgeons we have people that work for us that are surgeons that work 110 hours a week because that's what they do to these surgeons so it, it just depends so your recovery is just I think you should try the program as written and if you can recover do it as long as you can and then when you can't start to back off and give yourself a little more rest or so take your Wednesday or light go day to the, go
0: to the two days in between so like it would be like a Friday
1: take Saturday and Sunday off train Monday take Tuesday and Wednesday off right I think if you think you could do monday wednesday friday like everybody else i think i would do that if you don't think you could do that from the beginning sure take two days off between all of them right if you're if you're going to start rebuilding your squat now you're like have so you're going to start very conservative then the impact that's going to have on your body is not going to be very much in the beginning right so you probably can squat actually three times a week like monday wednesday friday maybe and if not you're like Ooh, i'm still just achy and my knees hurt and I'm, then you can space it out it's just going to be entirely up to you. And on the power clean, you know Dr. Sullivan, right, you know Sully, do you know who that is that wrote the Barbell Prescription? So you know we have a book specifically for people <laughs> over 40, did you know that? No. Oh, Ooh, oh man, go. you got so that's actually your first homework assignment. Thank None of us shoes. make a dollar if you buy that book, so we're not selling, we're not selling It's called the Barbell bu- Prescription. It's called the Barbell Prescription on Starting Strength. Say what? I'm saying he need to
2: get shoes. Oh, good. No, he got shoes last night. That's amazing.
1: That's awesome. Yeah,
2: really freaking cool. That's awesome. So
1: the barber Prescription is awesome. It's (laughs) a book specifically about programming for people your age. And the guy that wrote it, the two guys that wrote it, one guy is a master programmer, and the other guy is a a guy that's your age who is a a long-term emergency room physician, phenomenal medical doctor. And we did a podcast with him two weeks ago on Barbell Logic, where he made a case for the clean for older populations. So you can listen to, him. we argued, I said no, he said yes. But <laughs> it was just a good discussion. It was a good Socratic discussion. And you, you had
2: pretty decent forms. You yeah. could keep those in your training for a yeah, bit. Yeah, it'd be fine. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Matisse my, my should not be cleaning, <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. That's really interesting. So what you're saying is that, even professionals within our organization can have disagreements about True. certain <laughs> topics and still be friends. Still Be friends.
0: I've oh. <laughs> <laughs> struggled over the last three years or so that I've been doing starting strength kind of training, integrate running into it. What, have, what advice do you have for that? Do you think it's uh, a fool's area?
1: Um, run on the same day you lift, but run after you lift.
2: Really? The question was how do you balance endurance training with starting strength? Yeah. Um,
3: you don't. You, I know, I know they interfere, definitely interfere. Yeah, they interfere. So, 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 you need to approach it like like any athlete would, right? So, if you have if you have endurance events that you're training for, you need to structure your training such that your strength training takes priority <clears throat> the furthest away from your endurance event that you are, and then as you get closer to your endurance event, you'll shift your focus to endurance training.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Does that make sense? So, yeah. So yeah. You, you, I mean, if you just want to endurance train all the time. Then you're going to have to make a lot of compromises, and not that you won't make compromises as a competitor. But if you're do, if you're entering marathons or ultra marathons or something, you know, sign up for it, put it on the calendar, and then work back in three or four week blocks, and and figure out, you know, okay, I can strength train from this time to this time. I need this amount of time to prepare for my race, so you're going to shift more towards endurance training during that time
1: that make uh, sense?
0: Yeah, yeah. Is it worth trying to do strength training and say one day while you're going into the final or, or intermediate phases of a marathon training, or should you just drop it? No,
1: cool. never drop it. Never drop yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Okay. Keep it in. Right. Yeah. Serious yeah. I mean, it if you're
3: serious about the endurance stuff, it can't, you, it can't be so difficult. What you're trying to do is maintain a level of strength right. as you're ramping up your endurance training, right? So. And and your strength training is going to do this. Sure. You just don't want it to do this, right? You just want to...
0: How do you keep it level? One day a week, do you think? One day a week's
3: a minimum, but two be best. Two. two. Yeah, squat and deadlift one day, or squat and bench one day, so press one, and deadlift one day another. you
0: might be able to
2: maintain strength. You might be able to work with one day a week, or... Just
1: You'd have to do all the lifts on one day. Yeah,
2: the trouble is that one day in order for you to make any sort of impact in maintenance is gonna be a giant. Yeah, it's gonna be long. <laughs> yeah.
1: So if you got a, you can train one time a week for two and a half hours. You can train right one time a week for two and a half hours, or two times a week for an hour and fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Or less. Right. So, so one's a depth, absolutely,
0: absolute and then two's probably yeah. Not more practical you should be able to do two. To.
3: You're, when you say endurance events, what do you mean? Like
0: but, uh, specifically, um, marathoning and
3: not So, so over 30 miles, or, or no, I mean, around marathon. But plane? a full marathon, 26 yeah. two. Yeah, I mean you have to understand that a marathon, especially, I mean, it, when people say they're they're gonna run a marathon, they really mean they're gonna go jog for six hours, right? But that's not you. You're actually. Doing the thing, right? I mean, you oh, look yeah, like you—you yeah, yeah. you like you're serious about it. So,
0: well, yeah, I mean, I'm not a world-class competitor, but it's like a four-hour marathon—that's
3: <laughs> pretty—that's pretty, <laughs> pretty fast. Pretty so, fast uh, for a 17-year-old.
1: Uh,
3: yeah. So, so if it's important to you, you're gonna—you uh, have to understand that 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 adaptations that go along with running a four-four-hour marathon are pretty specialized. Yeah, they don't yep. have and they're,
0: accident.
3: yeah, <laughs> and they're and they're completely ass opposite from the strength exactly. training yeah. and specialization. Exactly. And so you're gonna make a lot of compromises in the strength aspect right. leading up to it. And so you get as strong as you possibly can. I don't
0: want to give it all up, but I yeah. got uh, compromise. I understand. Sure. Yeah.
3: So when you can get strong, you get strong. And then whatever happens when you're training up for the marathon happens, you know, sure. if it's- Sure. Okay, thank
0: you.
3: Yeah.
1: Is marathon season typically like summer, spring and summer, or? Fall. fall. Fall and spring. Okay, so in the winter time, you get real, real, real strong. And then you maintain the best you can during the competitive season, right?
3: I mean, you, you know how to train for the marathon, right? I mean, you know how to train for it. So you do the lifting as much as you can leading up to it. And there's going to be a point where you're like, damn, I can't, I can't lift and keep this training up. And then that's when you're going to have to start compromising the, the strength, right?
2: So the question, um, as I heard it was, you have one arm that's shorter than the other, and that tends to lead to elbow pain on the shorter arm, right? Yeah. Well, it might have still hurt today because it's just still inflamed or injured. It might just need some time to get better. Um, But if you you stagger your grip, it's not like the bar's going to stay like this. Everything's going to just kind of situate itself back so it's going to be heavier on one side so that might not work but I would see how things go with with good form see if it gets a little better would the snatch be better
3: you got to remember too that you had a pretty screwed up squat grip remember we've messed around yeah. with your squat grip and usually people will attribute elbow pain to something else that's not actually doing it so you can feel a bunch of elbow pain on a press or a bench <clears throat> and think that it's coming from one of those things when it's actually your probably your squat grip Right? So, so and your, your, your clean might still hurt for a while, even though you clean up the, you fix up the squat grip, um, but once it's that, all that stuff dissipates, it'll go away, you know? So you, you, first of all, have to isolate what the problem is. So get your squat grip under control, pull your elbows down like I showed you, and get your, get your chest up, and see if you can make the, the, make the squat grip more secure, and then that'll probably fix The the situation on the clean, too. Yeah. Otherwise, ibuprofen's a good friend. It's your best friend. Vitamin I. Yeah.
2: So the questions were what is the most optimal time to train and how many meals should you have had prior to training? Okay, so the best time to train is whenever you're going to do it. Um, If you could pick a time to train, people tend to do better after they've been awake between like four and eight hours. That's when you've eaten enough. Um, you are yeah. like you're you've loosened Worked. up a bit. You didn't just roll out of bed, and you haven't had a whole day to get stressed out by work in life. So <laughs> four to eight hours tends to be like a sweet spot. Um, you really you don't really want to go into training hungry, you know, because by the end of your training session, you're just going to be like dying. Um, so if you can have had you know a couple meals by then, that's important. The number of meals isn't really a great answer because it comes down to the quantity of what you're eating. Um, So if you, depending on what your macronutrients and calories are for the day, that would be better to know for spacing this out, but for sure before you're going to train, high carb, moderate protein, low fat. So your first meal of the day, let's say you're going to train four hours after you wake up, should be lowish fat, really high carb, and then high to moderate protein. And then after after you train, really similar. Low fat, high carb, high protein, and then you can have the rest of your fat for the rest of the day. <clears throat> if you train really close to when you wake up, you don't want to like eat a whole trough of food and then put your deadlift belt on. It's gonna feel pretty bad. <laughs> so <laughs> liquid food tends to be better like protein shakes and Gatorade. Do you train first thing in the morning or something? No, I
0: kind of got, I a big breakfast kind of later in the day.
3: Kind of yeah, the there you go. Yeah,
2: that works. Yeah. Just nothing, few things are worse than being really full or drinking oh. your coffee right before training and going down for a deadlift. <laughs> oh, terrible.
1: I had a huge Mexican meal prior to squatting when we were at Joyce's. Was it Joyce's. Austin? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was terrible.
2: The theme of our Austin seminar was Felt I had awesome. a huge Mexican meal. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, and you
1: would have thought I learned after the first time. I did it again a week later. It was really terrible. I just couldn't say no to tres leches. So low fiber is also really helpful.
2: <laughs> three, selches, three milks.
1: Three milks. You know what? Right. Three, three full-fat milks, man. Oh. Three full-fat. milks. Three full fat the best. Just like just the best. Just like just
3: best. Just like just 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 milk. It's